What do you got to do? I got to go to the gym. I got to go uh, pick up some Christmas stuff. Oh, I Luke is getting his screw shot today at 2 o'clock, so I got to get all that shit done before then. What's the first thing you think of when you have a day off coming? I get to go to the gym. Yeah. That's, that's you understand if you did it. <sighs> I do do it, and I hate it. When was the last time you went? It's irrelevant to the conversation. No, no. This podcast is all about truth and honesty. Kevin, what about you? What's going on with the gym? What do you Deflection. think about that? I, I got a treadmill. So that's that's what I do. Anyway, the point is, I guess we all got stuff to do today. We can't just uh, sit at home. Sipping our coffee, Bill. Playing video games. If you can call it playing video games. Listen, I was I was for half an hour fighting with this computer, and it wasn't doing what it's supposed to do. And the weird part is you guys all got into that uh, video chat, and I wasn't. I was hosting it. It was, it was really messed up. Windows 10. But then the uh, I restarted everything, computer, the whole shoot and match, and started a whole fresh one, and everything came up. So maybe it was just a, a glitch, and everything will be fine. I don't know. Oh, there's still Windows popping up on me. Take uh, Kev's advice. Why don't you reformat the uh, computer? <laughs> you can you can actually uh, go back to Windows 7 or whatever Windows you had before. Kev, yeah. he's going to make you do that, Kev, just like uh, the yeah. Xbox thing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, you can't do that, Bill. You're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck. I can't figure it out. I'm going to get Kevin to do it for me. <laughs> yeah, no, you're stuck. Forget forget I said anything. I think Joe's on to something. It's funny. I was going through my uh, my shelves with all my CDs and bullshit on them, and I found an old uh, Conan O'Brien tape that uh, Kevin had done for me. I saw that. On so Twitter. it's it seems I've had you doing my crappy jobs for me for like fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Why stop now? Uh, some space you can throw that crap out, man. This is good stuff, man. This uh, It was the entire week. Oh, it's awesome. Toronto week on this one disc. No one cares. What? No yeah. one cares. People do care. No. Pe- people who know funny. Is, that where, is this a comedy podcast? Do you hang out with comedians? It shouldn't be funny. <laughs> you go to open mic night? Um, look, at, everyone's a fan of Conan who knows what funny is. Kevin knows. I, with me. The best part of that that Conan being in Toronto all week was it uh, showed uh, Mike Bullard what a real comedian could do when he comes and does a show in Toronto, because you could see how frustrated he was on his show because everybody would sit on on their hands while watching Mike Bullard and they they wouldn't like really applaud or anything like that. But when Conan came out, like everybody would go nuts and they were just in love and like just the love for Conan, you know, everybody was chanting like for some reason they were chanting go leafs go but, oh, <laughs> but that, was embarrassing. That, that was a little silly but uh yeah like that, that was crazy and then mike buller like the next week after that that week of conan comes on and he's he's you can just see how angry he is with the crowd because they wouldn't <laughs> give him that same response right <laughs> like he'd come out and they'd be like oh yeah hey mike all right <laughs> yeah, i went to a mike did you wasn't like the biggest piece of crap to his uh, staff and whatnot do you hear stories about that? I don't know about that. I know that uh, when he came to Global, he didn't last too long, and the, and the show was an entire shit show. I don't know if I should be talking about that, actually. Maybe I shouldn't be saying anything. Oh, okay. We didn't air our disclaimer before uh, the start of the show. <laughs> well, when he went to Global, they poured so much money into him. It was a major gamble, and I don't know how they thought they would get it out, get the money back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Were, was he still on comedy when Conan did his Toronto run, or was he on Global at that point? I can't remember. What was that? Two thousand three, when Conan came to Toronto. I don't remember. Uh, I have my Conan in Toronto toque over here, but it doesn't have a year on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing listeners by the second. Are you kidding me? They all went what? A Conan in Toronto toque? That's a rare item, boy. Let me tell you, insiders only. Well, that would have, you know, it would have been funny to record Mike Bullard shows the same day uh, 
at the same time as the Conan shows, see what he was trying to uh, do to compete. Uh, yeah, it, it was like the, the week after he came on, and just the, the frustration in his, in his uh, face. So Conan was in 2004... And yeah, that seems to be. I think he was at. I think he was at Global because that would that'd be the only reason why I'd be watching it, uh, watching his show because I'd have to close caption that piece of trash. So yeah, that makes sense. No, but you you weren't uh, you hadn't left Barry yet. Right. Yeah. But I was I was at Global though. At I that still, time. I, yeah, I, I still did the commute for. Th- I did the commute for three years. No, but I thought you were still working in Barrie when Conan was in Toronto. Why no, else would well, you do those DVDs for me? Because you were working overnights. I don't know. Um, maybe I did. Maybe I just did the converting. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe you did right. the recording, and I just converted over to VHS or or DVD or whatever. That's right. Had the burner or something. I, I don't know. I rolled on them on uh, beta, and then. Put my hands in the air, Kevin. How do I <laughs> make these work? Yeah, that that sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> and you took care of it. Yeah, good stuff. Oh man, those were the days yeah. working at the little station. Yeah. Do you remember any uh, major technical mishaps from uh, back in the day? Uh, from from myself or from you? There was a lot of. <laughs> I remember a lot of you screwing up and come on i like no. you could play that that uh switchboard like a piano but uh, there was a sour note every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> uh, i remember uh were you there when i dumped uh, water all over it and took the station you, down i thought it was a coffee no 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 oh. it was a giant thing of water <laughs> i think i think uh that was before i was there but everybody made sure i i knew about it Really? There. Yeah, no. yeah. I think so. No, no way. Couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. Because I remember our boss at the time was uh, was Brent. Okay. Listeners okay. would get, but man, that switcher just weird lights started coming on and off that I'd never seen before, <laughs> and uh, the monitors all started going. Oh, whoa. Luckily, we had a little backup switcher we could go to. So, uh, oh, the, yeah, okay. The emergency switcher had like four inputs on it, so we right. could bail our main programming over to this tiny little switcher, so you could switch between your program and your commercials, and one other source, and that's it. With this really big flash of black every time you cut between sources, <laughs> and. I brought the engineers in to look at the switcher, which was doing this Christmas tree thing. Burp, burp, burp. And uh, they yanked the power on it. And, uh, man, I thought I was fired that day for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled the tub out of the desk and tilted it, and all this water poured out of it. I'm like, how could how could I even have dumped that much? And, of course, that switcher was, what, 60 years old or something? Yeah. There were no parts for it. Um I think we were like a month working that little little bang box switcher, uh, waiting for a new switcher to come in. And uh, all the other operators were really angry at me that they had to do this uh, old school for like a month on this little bang box. Well, look, it's, it's what, 15 years later, and I don't even remember. So <laughs> there you go. All's forgiven. I remember that day, man. Yeah. You didn't have anything uh, big, big like I, that? I remember... Um, I, I remember one time we were switching a uh, a leaf game and the audio was out of phase. And you remember the uh, we had we had one of our engineers. He was this uh, older Asian guy named um, Warren, and he yeah. uh, he was one of those guys that like he was you know two or three years away from retirement, so he just didn't care. He was just putting his time in uh, mm. any sort of new piece of equipment that came into the building, or whatever. He didn't want to learn it. He just wanted to like fix the old stuff if ever it broke down. And then get through his eight hours. So uh, there was one night where he was scheduled in while we were doing this uh, this leaf game, and the audio was out of phase. And what that means is, at some point, you know, your your audio is usually in stereo, and at some point, the left and the right are mixed up. And uh, what happens is they cancel each other out, so you you don't really hear it very well. 
so uh, you know we call we call the tech and Warren comes in and like Warren the audio's out of phase and you know like he's just got a blank expression he doesn't know what to do uh, so he goes off into the back and we're just kind of like hoping that he does something like do we call somebody outside of the building or something like that and we're like what do we do and all this and the the people in the truck in the in the the leaf truck are, are calling us and saying like what's going on with this audio we're getting complaints that it's out of phase we're like we're working on it blah blah blah. It's not on their end because it was coming in in stereo. Oh, so finally, all of a sudden, the audio just pops, and it, and it comes back, and everything's fine. And we're like, oh, my God, Warren, you, he, he must have done it. He must have did something. So, you know, we get into the game. We switch, we switch a little bit, and then Warren comes in, and we're like, hey, what did you do? And uh, Warren comes in, and he just, he just looks at us. He's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> and he and he and he sticks his two fingers out like a like a like a piece and he's like I see two wires there like this I flip them like this I don't fucking know <laughs> and we're like okay well it's a good job man I remember that for sure he came in he was glowing because he he fixed it he was right. so happy and yeah. yeah he kept saying that over again I go like this I take it like this yeah. <laughs> and we're trying to switch a game at the same time as yeah. he keeps going over this story over and over again how he right, saved right. the day oh yeah. That was a good one. I still do that, too. I I still do that every time. Something fucks up and I fix it. I'm just like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. That was good times. I was uh, coordinating with the truck and you were switching the game. That's right, yeah. And I would bring in peanuts and you wouldn't bring anything in for me. Peanuts? I don't remember peanuts. (laughs) My fingers were working too fast. I didn't have time to put with peanuts. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. That was. Uh, I remember uh, another guy we work with told a story where uh, he was working overnights, and the station was so small that no one else worked except for the guy running the station. So one guy would be there overnight, and he was a smoker, and he went out for a smoke, and he let the door latch behind him, and uh, that was it. <laughs> he had no <laughs> keys to get in. Oh no. <laughs> And he knew his segment was running out. When you're, the segment of your show runs out, you'd have to switch to a commercial break. And then at the end of the commercial break, switch back to a segment. He knew he had like eight minutes to go. And he told the story how he was just furiously running around the entire building looking for windows to break into. And uh, yeah, he finally found a window to break into someone's office and scampered across their desk and kicked pens and papers everywhere and <laughs> screamed down the hall at full trot to get back into the room. Of course, he'd been in black for, he, he wouldn't say how long, but I can only imagine the fear and uh, <laughs> that was going through his head and that door locked behind him. You always got to leave the door open. Did you ever have the, the dream, like back when you were working in that i don't know you still kind of do but i everything's so computer automated now but back then it, it'd be like you, you'd be sleeping and you'd get into that like you get out of that REM sleep and you're just lying there and all of a sudden it would get into your head that oh my god am i on air right now do i need to switch something and, and you'd wake up and you'd be like oh no i'm at home i could sleep now i i would i would I, that would happen to me like once in a while back then oh that happened to every master control guy that that happens to joe when he's dreaming at work he wakes up and he is at work. <laughs> this is this is great being on this episode, by the way. This is awesome. I get to reminisce with with Bill, and I get to watch Joe clean up his room. This is like yep, just waiting for you guys to finish this nonsense, so uh, people will start well, listening again. I've thrown to you about five times now, but I got no interest in this, man. I don't know. Your butt's in the air. <laughs> I'm just tidying up my desk. Let me know when you're done. People love the behind the scenes stuff, man. Supposed to be on the download. Yeah, well, you know, we're we're like two uh, chatty Cathy's. We just get going, and that's it. That was twenty years ago at five other stations ago. So yeah, I think the secret's uh, still safe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, Joe, you're up. What do you got? What are you dying to tell me about? Nothing, man. <laughs> You said you had a shitload of topics that we need to get caught up on. This is going to be one of those episodes where the three of us just riff back and forth on uh, on anything. Not really much of an agenda, I think. Sort of a pre-Christmas episode episode. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I bust out that big with... book so I can stop hearing you complain about shit. And, I wanted uh, to catch up with you. I wanted to find out about the gym and shit. 
Nothing to talk about, man. How many plates you were going to put on? No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> you can bust my balls at work. Um, well, hey, good. Did uh, you, what, go ahead, sorry. Did you guys, did you ever see the, uh, the uh, Fantastic Four movie that came out? The latest one? <laughs> yeah, the latest one. Well, I'll, I'll, I could be safe and say I haven't seen a single Fantastic Four movie yet. Just the first one for me, and uh, that was more than enough to turn me away. So the second one had promise, man. That When they first showed the trailer for it, I think uh, a lot of people were excited about it, especially considering how the first, uh, the first two went. Yeah. yeah. Well, when they did the Silver Surfer, the, they, the Silver Surfer was amazing. I thought that was great, but uh, everything else around it was as terrible as could be. But uh, then they, re- they rebooted it this summer and it was a massive, massive failure, massive failure, big time write down on the studio. Do you know what they uh, paid or what was the budget for it? Uh, I don't have, I think we talked about it before. It was, it's, it's a crazy loss though. Uh, I'm starting to see the commercials for the Blu-ray come out now on TV and they're very, they're not very in your face. It's like, Hey, if you want to get this, uh, yeah, Remember this piece of crap, <laughs> it's out now. Don't rush out to get it, but <laughs> it'll be there if you want it. Yeah. But, uh, they did have a sequel. Uh, it's date was in the books for Fox. It was on their schedule and now that's, it's been removed quietly been removed from the Fox schedule. So no sequel. Now, do you think this is going to be one of those ones where it gets rebooted again, maybe years down the road? Yeah, definitely. It has who, to. who owns it right now? What studio? Fox, I guess. Is that Fox? Do they still have the rights for it? Or is this one of those things switching over to back to Marvel or whoever? Marvel's Disney now, right? Isn't it? Yeah. I imagine they have the rights, but they could want to dump it if they get paid, Hmm. but it's such a great, uh, I don't know why it doesn't work. It's uh, fantastic for man. It's a great group of characters. Were you guys ever a fan of the comics? Not me. No, I had never read them. I had, I had the thing on my wall, a poster when I was a kid, but I didn't know who he was, but my parents told me that uh, he'd keep the monsters away. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right, cool. I, I just when they intersect with my uh, Spider-Man reading, that's when mm. I was with the Fantastic Four. But uh, I'm sure it's going to be picked up. And I think if someone sinks like major money into it, like major money, like uh, get Tom Hanks or something to play Mister Fantastic, like get major major players out there to come on, maybe then people will go and see it. I think it comes down to having the right director and just more of a, a serious undertone to it instead of all the goofiness that they've they've been doing, right? Yeah, I, I think it could be goofy, but you have to take the material seriously. You know, you have to really want to tell a good story with these characters. There was an article online the other day, uh, and it made me think about, or this made me think about that right now. It's uh, talking about how that. Um, uh, it's going to do a run, uh, fucking brain fart. It's going to do a run against the Avengers, the, uh, suicide squad. That's it. Mm. They're saying that's going to give, uh, Marvel's Avengers a run and, and show them how a real movie should be made. I don't know if it's going to be like seriously dark undertones or, but the article is just comparing all the characters in it and how it's going to be done better than, you know, how Batman been, has been already or how the Joker has been already. And, how sort of silly some parts of the Avengers have been. Yeah, I don't know. The Suicide Squad, they were always like an offshoot. I didn't even know who they were until a couple of years ago. And they, they're like an offshoot of like the main story, right? They're not really part of the canon. Not as far yet, as I understand but, uh, it, I don't know. But we'll see how that changes after the release of this movie. Everything seems to be just tied into one another and, you know, cross-promotion and all that, right? Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I think it'll be a great movie. Nice change from, and I still haven't seen the last Avengers movie, uh, Age of Ultron. Me, me neither. And I'm not even excited to see it. I don't know why. <laughs> me too. I like the first one, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. E- even um, everyone's telling me Winter Soldier is good, 
And I haven't seen that yet. And I really like the first the Captain America. See, but, I hated the first one, and Winter Soldier was fantastic. I and it's been so long since I I watched the first Captain America movie. I feel as if I have to watch it again if I'm going to watch Winter Soldier. So now it's a two movie commitment, and <laughs> I'll never get to it. <laughs> I don't I don't think you have to watch the first one. I I can't even remember what happened in the first one. Just jump right into Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's really good. yeah, it is good. They they stretch things in a couple spots, you know, a couple of get out of free jail cards are used where yeah. they get out of tight situations for free, but otherwise Stop being so of, critical, man. It's got some good uh sequences there. What what are you expecting in it with these get out of free card things? Well, tell me how they get from A to B. Don't just do a well, do dude, a freaking star wipe and run a in it. You're supposed to suspend your disbelief. Don't don't uh, don't judge it on a no. academic level, right? We've talked about this before. Yeah, they have. set that parameters, and I expect them to live within those parameters. If no. this guy's going to fly, throw, then I set yeah. my parameter to that. Throw out the laws of physics and just enjoy the bloody movie. <laughs> but what were we talking about the other day, Bill? With um, oh, it was the uh, the Star Trek trailer. Was that uh, what it was? And how yeah. I haven't seen the second one yet? Yeah, that new trailer just came out. And, uh, yeah, speaking of Goofy, what do you think of it, Kevin? I'm not impressed at all. I, I loved the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek film. I thought it was great. I watched it about a dozen times. I thought it was exactly what Star Trek needed. <clears throat> you know, they needed a reboot. And I, I forgave a lot of the, you know, action stuff because I thought you know they're just establishing the characters and all that and once we get you know they needed a simple premise to get everybody together once we got everybody together then we're going to start getting into the more difficult stuff in that for the second film and the second film comes out and it's just a terrible reboot of Wrath of Khan it's you know the Klingons are in there for no reason other than the fact that the studio must have said we need Klingons in this movie if we're going to sell it and we we need like the Kirk's biggest adversary, so that's Khan, and you know it just it was really terrible. Just a, a and and it looks like this one is going to be more of the same, very action, at least from the trailer. Anyways, it was all action heavy, and you want that social commentary, that thought provoking social commentary. That's what Star Trek's all about, right? Yeah, I guess I, I got to go back and watch that second one again. I I don't remember hating it that much. I couldn't stand it. I, I didn't like it at all. Like if you if you think about it, it's it's terrible. I mean, come on, magic triple blood. <laughs> come on, and and apparently that magic blood thing is like a thing that Abrams does in a bunch of his stuff. Him, he's got uh, him. There's himself and a bunch of core writers, right? Yeah. And they were saying like there's something in one of the Transformers. Is it Transformers Prime? There's like magic blood in that. Joe, do you know anything about that? Uh, the cartoon series, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you, if you oh, watched I saw it. it. But I don't remember anything about Magic Blood. I don't know. One of his writers wrote on that, and that the Transformers in there have Magic Blood. So that translates into Star Trek. And there's a few other th things. Like, um, even the Red Matter from the first Star Trek film, that, mm. you know, MacGuffin Red Matter that could just magically do whatever. The, apparently that was an alias as well. There was some Red Matter in Alias that, could pro that practically does whatever you want it to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe Star Trek just doesn't work as films. I don't know. Maybe it's meant to be television. It's meant to be a series where you can establish characters and get into like the more serious topics and, and that, you know, whereas a film, there's too much pressure to have action every few minutes to keep the casual audience engaged. Oh, you might be onto something there. Um, I like all the science involved with Star Trek too, and it seems that's gone by the wayside. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing with just trailers in general. Like, why? To me, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do like a series like this, shouldn't your first trailer really appeal to the base? You know, like really appeal to your core fans. Like anything you have in the movie that's going to appeal to them, that should be in the first trailer because. They're the ones that are going to get the buzz going, right? They're the ones going to say, yeah, we saw the trailer. We really dug it. It's really good. 
And then like maybe your second and third trailer is that more action one to get the casual people who are like, yeah, I heard that Star Trek's really good. Maybe I'll watch this new trailer and then that gets them going, you know? So that, that, this just leads me to believe that there's absolutely nothing in there for the core audience at all. It's just all going to be straight up action all the time. And maybe it'll be a fine action film. I don't know, but it's not going to be Star Trek. But in that sense, Kev, isn't the, uh, the core audience is always going to be there. They're always going to be the buzz for it, no matter what trailer comes out. So why don't they just promote, uh, they want to promote to the masses that aren't that familiar with it. And that's why they hit, they hit it hard right off with the first trailer. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to see it and I'm already bad mouthing it. <laughs> you know, I'm spreading the word. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm the type of person. I don't go to the theater anymore. Um, but the last film I went to see was Star Trek two into darkness. And the film last film I saw before that in the theater, uh, I've, was uh, probably the the Star Trek before that. Maybe I saw just District Nine. I can't remember which came out first. But I hardly go to the theater. And if I was at all like if I had all enjoyed the second one, or even in this trailer they said, you know, we're getting back to the roots of Star Trek. Maybe I'd be more intrigued to go and see it. But I don't know. Yeah, it's like you talk about core audience. They never had any interest in the Star Trek core audience. You know they they chopped down the Star Trek canon right from that very first movie. So who is the core audience? Well, I, I would imagine be Star Trek fans, Star Trek. You know, I, I don't know. I really, I really like the first one. I, I consider myself a Star Trek fan. I, I thought it was good and, and it was good enough for me to go see the second one. And I talked it up. I talked up the first movie to everybody I, I saw, you know, like people like, oh, I've never seen Star Trek. I'm like, you should watch this one. This is the one to, to see, you know, so I don't know. The, the world revolves around me. So I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how how it relates to me. That's that's how I uh, put everything. I was just shocked when they blew up Vulcan, you know, and they kind of drew a line in the sand that the old guard is gone and we're moving on from there. Yeah, it it made sense in in a way, you know, because they got to do their own thing, right? Like we're talking. It's really hard to do. You're talking like it's one thing to do. Like the comic books have been going through this for, for forever. It's really hard to go back 30 or 40 years and try to keep in canon with stuff that happened on an old TV show in the 60s, right? You got to have a little bit of freedom to uh, write your own, do your own take, write your own material. And uh, I thought the way that they did it, instead of just rebooting it to actually throw a nod to the old series and give some sort of weird, even though it was, you know, the red matter was, was bullshit, even to give some sort of, you know, context that Star Trek fans can grasp onto and say, okay, now we're in an alternate universe and all that. I thought that was a really good idea, you know, so they can go into their own direction. If something that happened in the sixties wouldn't make sense today or whatever, you know, like it just, to me, it was, it was a good idea. I thought, I thought anyways. Mm-hmm. What about, um, I guess everyone's talking about the Batman v Superman trailer that came out as well. Yeah. Did you uh, get a chance to uh, check that out? Yeah, I saw that. They, they, <laughs> they released the whole movie. You know what the whole movie is. The That's what I was called, thinking. It's called Batman versus Superman. You're going to watch a fight. You already know they're friends before the end of the, mo- the movie. They're getting together and they're fighting Doomsday. So you already you know the whole thing. You've seen it a million times. Why do you need to go see this movie? Beats me. Uh, unless they're they they're holding something really crazy back that's going to happen, like something no one saw coming. That'll happen in the you know the final act of the movie. That'll blow everyone away. That's that's the only way I can reason I could see why they would release so much information in the trailer. Like I was shocked. I, I, I just think they got nothing else to talk about. They got nothing else to say about this movie. It's so bad that we have to like, well, we got to show them everything because there's nothing else to show, right? I've, I've been avoiding the trailer. I haven't seen it yet, but um, yeah. is any of it, uh, is it the same as in the comic when Batman fought Superman or is it take place after that? Or is it, have you guys read any of that, those issues? It seems to be a hodgepodge of, of different things that are happening because Doomsday was the one that, that killed Superman, right? Right. And as far as I know, I've, from what I remember, Superman wasn't fighting Batman at the time. So it seems like they, they're they trying to take like a few different... Key no, that whole, yeah, the whole Doomsday was... Uh, you're right, there was no Batman-Superman in there. No, like Batman wasn't fighting. That was, he was 
as far as I remember, he was just taken down. But the, you know, they they just seem to be taking some key moments from the comics and just wedging them together into this this film. It's really a different like it's it's. I, I mean, all you gotta do is see uh, uh, the Facebook uh, kid there. I can't remember his name playing Lex Luthor. What's his name? What's the the Facebook kid there? Uh, yeah. Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah, there we go. What is it with this show? No one can remember names. When we're... He's like he's just playing uh, like uh, the Riddler or uh, the Joker or something. You know, he's not playing Lex Luthor. He's just playing this crazy, crazy guy, you know? His uh, appearance, yeah, made no sense. His dialogue was stuff you'd only hear in a movie trailer. No one would say that in real life. Right? Yeah. Like I said, maybe they got something really big that we don't see coming. This is all diversion to get us to feel uh, like we know it all. And then they'll hit us over the head with something crazy. Hopefully. Hopefully for that movie. It does. It, you know, I watched that documentary, um, The Death of Superman or Superman Lives. Did you see that documentary about the that Superman movie that never got made with Nicolas Cage? Oh. No, I no, I I haven't. I know I know the, of the Kevin Smith story in the Giant Spider. He's he's yeah. told that a million times. But uh, yeah, I, I do want to see that. Yeah, they they talk about a lot of what seems to be outrageous stuff in that documentary. But I, I see cues of it in this new trailer. Like they're actually going to go this way with it, with uh, some of this crazy storyline. Well, this is, isn't that kind of what that Kevin Smith story was? Is that it it eventually happens anyways. They find a way to get these crazy ideas. Like I, I don't know. I guess we should explain that. You know, Kevin Smith has a story that he was uh, tagged to do a rewrite for this Superman script. This was in the late '90s with uh, Nicolas Cage, and uh, he rewrote the script, punched it up. You know, put some threw a bunch of jokes in there, delivered the script to the studio, and the studio head said. Well, yeah, it's pretty good, but it needs more action. Uh, I was thinking that Spider-Man should fight a giant spider. Or, sorry, Superman should fight a giant spider. <laughs> and Kevin Smith was like, okay, I guess we could add that and all this stuff. And whatever, it didn't get made. But eventually that, that giant spider turned up in that, that Will Smith movie with Kevin Klein, And it, it was a big robot spider. What was that movie called? Wild West. Wild Wild West, yeah. There you go. So eventually all these wacky ideas eventually come to fruition, right? In Hollywood, isn't that what we... It's, it's yep. all about the guys who are in charge, right? That get these things done. Yeah, this documentary, they have interviews with uh, with all the guys involved with it. And a lot of them seem pretty off their rocker, but they're still very successful in Hollywood. Like uh, the, the one guy who was... Uh, I think this was his baby, so he was the head guy. And um, he wouldn't read scripts himself. He would have to have the writer read the script to him. So he would lay down on his couch and he'd have Kevin Smith come in and read him the script for him. And that's how he always did it. And people just let him get away with that. No one says, no, this is outrageous. Just right. read the script. It's full of yes men there in Hollywood, I guess. Well, I think that's why you get so much crap now. I mean, as much as we complain about the Transformer movies and all that, people go see them. They go see them by the droves. They make a ton of dough. You know? Nobody, like, it seems like there was some sort of, back in the day, there was some sort of personal responsibility that filmmakers had to put out a decent film. You know, put out, like, they, they didn't want to have a bad movie out there. They wanted to have a movie out there that was good. Now it just seems like, hey, if it makes a ton of money, it was a, a success. Who cares what anyone says or thinks about it? Yeah. That model's out there for sure. Michael Bay built his career on it. <laughs> well, as much as Joe hates those Transformers movies, too, he still goes to see them in the theater. And at fancy theaters, too, with leather chairs. And waiters, wait staff. Doesn't he have a, a home theater? Isn't that like around the corner there? <laughs> you know what? Surprisingly, I don't have a home theater in my house, Kevin. Is it? Is it in the garage? It's oh yeah, it's in the garage. It's not in the house. It's in the garage. <laughs> it's the room above the garage. Well, we can't all have a uh, hundred foot wall projectors like Bill does. <laughs> hundred foot. 
Holy smokes. That would be crazy. Well, that's the last number you told me. Seems to get bigger every time you brag about it. <laughs> All right. So what about this Creed movie? I'm hearing awesome things about it. Shockingly good things about it. Yeah, me too. Like I thought when I saw another kind of Rocky movie coming, it's like, ah, uh, here we go. But apparently this is a serious deal. Uh, you know, the, the, the guys who wrote it were like big time Rocky fans and had this idea in their head for a long time. And they finally brought it to fruition and had Stallone involved. And, uh, did he have no part of the writing? No. All right. Hmm. Well, obviously he owns the characters and that kind of thing. But now he's up for awards for acting awards. He actually might win an Academy award from this movie. Wow. Well, he won an Academy Award for Rocky, but that's for writing. Direct. Didn't, did he direct it too? Didn't he direct? Yeah, yeah, I think he did direct it too. I think and, he won uh, it for writing. He's actually the same age in this Creed movie as as uh, Mickey was in the first one. Hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, he's in a bit better shape, I think. Yeah. A little bit. Um, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of uh, pans in the fire, so to speak. He's still uh, flogging the Rambo thing, too. I've heard it's uh, going to series on on television. Rambo, the really? TV show. Now, how could they do that with, with the amount of violence that's going to be in it? Is it going to be dumbed down in terms of, or is it going to be like a uh, like on an HBO type of production where they can get away with more of it? I don't even know if it's sold to uh, any carriers yet. I just know it's it's in the works and Stallone's involved. But I don't think violence is ever an issue on television. It's always uh, the boobies they have a problem with. Right. Well, that's what I mean, though. Like you can have, if it was on a network channel, they'd have to dumb it down a bit. But I, that'd be a great show to see if they ever did it. Uh, you know, appear on maybe like AMC or HBO where they can go balls out, right? Yeah, I'd, I don't know where the story would be. What, Where are we at with Rambo? Is, would it be current or would it be, you know, uh, a period piece? It would have to be a period piece, I would think. I don't know. It couldn't take place in the States. What is he going to be? Like, he <laughs> can't be shooting up people in the States, right? They'd have to throw him out in the jungle somewhere or something. Yeah. What was he doing in the last movie? He was out in the jungle somewhere, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, and, uh, they pulled him out to stop some dictator out in the jungle. Uh, what's what's his face? Uh, Dexter's girlfriend went in and dragged him out. Well, maybe they it'll be a continuation of that. Like he's a hired gun, or like he's in he's uh, the A team. He'll be like the A team when you need help. Yeah, but the A team would like construct contraptions to shoot cabbages at the bad guys. <laughs> like, so Rambo's not going to do that. He's just going to kill everybody. Uh, A-team had guns. Come on. They wouldn't use them. They, <laughs> they, they wouldn't use, I, there is an episode where they build a contraption and they're shooting cabbages at guys. I'm not lying. <laughs> and they had guns. They have AK, AK-47s on their backs. No, let's spend the time to convert the A-team van into a cabbage shooting machine. Because <laughs> we don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they use guns for distraction, maybe. Yeah, they would shoot over people's heads, but they would never shoot at anybody. Speaking Anyways. of uh, speaking of Dexter, there, Kev. Um, I just started watching Limitless on TV, and uh, oh, it's got his sister in the in the TV show, right? Oh, okay. Have you you guys checked it out at all yet? No. Well. No shit. No. What do you mean shit? That's on network, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's already been renewed. And I I just had it on the PVR, so I've I've watched the first two episodes, and and it's not horrible. You're only saying that because Bradley Cooper showed up, and he's one of your stable of uh, men you like. <laughs> him and him and Ryan Gosling together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you know what? I thought it'd be the biggest. I thought it'd be horrible, and um surprisingly it's it's been pretty entertaining even the wife's been watching it so i think she's got less patience than i do but uh, uh yeah I, I think of, I, oh. go ahead no i was just gonna say you should check it out for at least a couple episodes 
Um, yeah, we'll see. Speaking <laughs> of the fall schedule, though, this is like we're finally in. Uh, we're in December, and there's finally been a couple cancellations. But this has been uh, a fall schedule. It hasn't happened since like the '60s, where no one got canceled within the first month or so of the fall schedule. Mm. So it's pretty shocking uh, that all the shows have. Is there a, a change in the way of doing things with the studios where they're letting these shows sit and get legs now? Yeah, I think before, that, man, if if you had one bad outing, you were gone. I think there's a couple of factors. One is the expectations are a little lower. They're they're more realistic. They're not expecting shows to be, you know, 20 million view viewers in the in the first week. Second, I think that they're finally starting to realize that it costs a lot of money to start these shows and continuously starting shows. It, it doesn't make any sense. You gotta, you gotta, you know, establish the show a little bit and, and let it grow and to constantly upfronting money for all these brand new shows. It's really expensive. So, you know, if you, if you, if you take like, I think they're taken from the cable model a little bit, you know, the cable model, they, they, do spend a lot of money to start the show, but they give it the full like 13 episodes, you know, and it, and it gains an audience after a while. And then the other thing too is Netflix on that too. I mean, uh, if anything, um, you know, traditionally your ratings go down, you know, a show starts off, it's really huge and the ratings go down. But if Breaking Bad taught anybody anything is that a show, a small show can start off really small and be small for years and then just build up to this huge ending and, you know, you can reap the rewards at the at the end of uh, of a show's life cycle. So I think they're finally starting to smarten up a little bit, you know. And plus, too, you got all these other avenues. Like these networks aren't just running it once and it's gone. They are starting to have, you know, they could sell off shows to Netflix. They have their own streaming services and all that too. So they can recuperate their costs that way as well. So Has it been, is it the case at all though that maybe the product's been a little bit better? just due to the fact of the extra competition out there from these other privately owned companies? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. But they should have known about this before, you know, like Seinfeld would have been canceled immediately uh, if it was put out the way they were doing things the last 10 years. Cheers took a while to get going. Yeah. Um, you know, recently you wouldn't even get a show on air and they would cancel it. You know, yeah. it just wasn't trending good with the test audiences and it would get canceled before it even made air. True. So it's interesting that they're letting things go. I don't know. There isn't much in the new fall schedule I'm watching. Uh, yeah. I, for some reason I'm still watching Supergirl. I don't know why, but, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really watch too many shows and, uh, I don't know. It's, a, it's out of force of habit right now. Supergirl, the one thing it has going for it for, for me is I can watch it with my girls and they're happy to watch it. That's the yeah. only thing. I don't well, get it. Uh, the girl who plays Supergirl does an amazing job. She is really good. I mean, uh, when you think back to how Christopher Reeve used to play Clark Kent, and how he was a better Clark Kent than being Superman. That's how I see her. Like, she's a better, uh, what is it, Kara? Instead of Supergirl, you know? And I think that's what you have to do when you play superhero. Uh, you got to play the alter ego really well. So then when you switch over into the costume, the audience really just wants you to be that hero. You know, it doesn't even matter if you're, if you're really good at it. They just, you're invested in the alter ego so much that you want that character to, to, to flourish. So, and I think she does that very well. She's really awesome at that. But uh, all the other characters on it are kind of stupid. And it's getting into that point where it's getting to that soap opera thing where um, the, 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 the thing that's, it's like people are just aren't telling each other information. You know, that's the drama. It's like, I have a secret and I haven't told them <laughs> yet. That, that stuff just drives me nuts. Yeah. Or they heard, heard something wrong and... Yeah, yeah, the, the old uh, Three's Company uh, yeah. <laughs> trope, yeah. I guess, yeah, she, she is pretty good uh, to compare her to the Christopher Reeves, Clark Kent, though. That's, uh, he really pulled that off, man. Like, Yeah, he was amazing. I, I think I would put her right up there. 
with the, come on yeah he would walk with a shuffle be hunched over he was a completely different person than superman yeah i think i think she does that just as well in my opinion uh joe seems pretty impressed by her oh well we know why joe likes her i don't know why joe likes her quite frankly because <laughs> I know she why. Does, no she does not have the assets that joe would normally uh be going for Listen, uh, she's not she's not blessed in the chest but um she's got a fantastic abs and come on, uh, great shoulders i love her smile but it's like kevin said it's something about her while she's in uh her everyday character uh just there's just something endearing to her i don't know what it is her smile the way she She's not confident with herself, really. I, I sort of find that cute and attractive and, and, and interesting. And then when she changes to the Supergirl character, uh, it's like you said too, Kev, it's, it's sort of when the hokiness takes place. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to give it the first season uh, uh, pass because there's numerous shows that have, that have taken, you know, their first season just to get the legs underneath of them and then – second season on it's just been great you know like same with marvel's uh agents of shield it's proven that uh arrow proved that flash has proven that all, I three haven't watched, still, all three still popular shows i haven't watched any of those i really should but and it's just enough just to keep up with the, the shows i have going well it's like this one though you got you got to get through that first season yeah of, of jerkiness and then uh you can really start enjoying it did I don't guys, expect Bill to watch that stuff, but did you guys talk about the Walking Dead? I can't remember the the Walking Dead finale. Yeah, you busted our balls on it. Remember? I did. Yeah, you and Vox saying we were giving spoilers or something. We did. I, yeah, I can't. Even remember. though we gave no spoilers, I think we just said this is non-spoiler. Just going to talk about it briefly. How much we enjoyed. Vox, he he doesn't even watch The Walking Dead. No, I, I don't, I don't know why. Why'd you guys talk about it then? I don't know. I don't remember. We were probably riffing. We probably were just joking. I I don't know. <laughs> but that show is kind of uh, like this this season that that past season was such a roller coaster ride for me because there was like fantastic like that one episode where Morgan is with that that cult not the cult guy but he had that philosophy that you don't kill people and all that and he's trapped in that house. Uh, that was such a fantastic episode. I absolutely love that episode. So character-driven and great. And then there was just the dumbest stuff would happen in that show. Like, I, like we were saying, like at the end, like why is um, Rick's son there, Carl? Why is Carl keeping secrets now? Why is he keeping secrets from his dad? It makes no sense. Like he's not telling his his uh, son about the the kid with the gun and all that. Because there always has to be that annoying kid character that you want to have killed. This show is better than that. Why is it doing this now? <laughs> Why is it doing this now? I just hope. I, are we talking spoilers, or does it matter anymore? It's it's been out for a while now. Right. I, I just hope Carl freaking shoots that other kid right in the head, the one that's trying to kill him with a gun. I think Carl's just taken on a project, and he doesn't want to burden his father with it. Obviously, Rick's got other things going on. Yeah. And Carl wants to step up and be a leader as well, and he's going to take on this project with this kid. I think my complaint, and goes along with what Kevin said, was there's a lot of people doing a lot of stupid things that you want to smack in the back of the head. Yeah. Like, why, why are Carol and Morgan fighting? This doesn't make yeah. any sense why they're fighting. It's, it's zero sense. you got a common enemy, whatever. Carol is smarter than this, right? She doesn't have to take on Morgan head on. She knows that she could get this... She could kill this guy in other ways. You know, she could wait. And she, that's what she always does, did as a character. She would wait for her time and then she would strike, you know. And uh, it just, I don't know. It just, the, the ending was kind of pissing me off. It was, wasn't making any sense. That, kept, go ahead, Bill. That episode has taken a lot of flack. A lot of people have been writing a lot of articles saying, is this, is this it for The Walking Dead? Is it over? Has it lost its charm? Yeah, I don't know. It it kind of like it feels like it's kind of jumping the shark a little bit. The whole thing with Glenn too, that was kind of that was really cheesy. I mean, they didn't have to end that on a cliffhanger. You remember you remember the movie uh, Misery? Yeah, of course. Do you remember like how Kathy Bates was really pissed off at James Conn for killing off one of her characters? Yeah. And then uh, so she's like, bring him back, bring him back to life. So he just he kind of makes it like a like a, a serial like the car was going over the cliff 
And then at mm. the start of the next serial, well, the car didn't really go over the cliff. It was just a trick shot or something like that. And yeah. that just totally reminded me of this. And they're like, this was the reason why Kathy Bates was angry at James Caan. This is because of bad writing. And mm. that's what's happening right now. It's, 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 yeah, it, but, but then it, it does great things like that episode with Morgan and that guy. So I, I don't know. That's what I'm, these get out of free jail, get out of jail free cards at, uh, this first time Walking Dead's really used it, bringing yeah, Glenn back. This is what, that's what I mean. The show has always been better than that. And then this season, it's really, like even Glenn, he's like, why is he, why does he care about this girl? I mean, he should be focused on his wife and, and, and the baby, right? Like, I, I, I don't know. Have they, have they fallen into the trap of, uh, speaking of Glenn, where they've, are now not allowed to by the fans to eliminate certain characters of the show? Maybe. I, I Well, we know that Rick is, he's not going anywhere, right? Rick is like the main character. They love Daryl. They love yeah. Glenn. They love uh, Glenn's wife, uh, Maggie. And I think I think that's fine. They don't have to kill off those characters to make the show interesting. Those characters have proven that they're smart and they can get out of these situations. So, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Like that that doesn't they like, invest our interest in the other characters, you know, kind of thing. You can you can have some safe characters. Have you read the comics, Kev? Uh I read up to uh when Michonne shows up that was like the last yeah, so issue i read i'm like uh probably like five or six issues past that i uh, i think i think i because i used to get the books out at the library and i think that's where the, the book one ended or something and they didn't have book two yeah. but they had book three and four and I, I was just like i was waiting for them to get book two and they never did and i never never caught up well bill's read the comics a lot further um are there certain characters we can expect or look forward to see bill well, in the comics, they were relentless killing people off, like relentless. You didn't get attached to anybody. And yeah. No matter how big the character would seem to be when they introduced a new character, you're like, oh, this guy will be around for a while. Nope, that's it for that guy. Yeah. Which they were doing in the first couple seasons of Walking Dead, I'd say, but now yeah. we're really holding on to people. <sighs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. How how long have we been recording? That was that was pretty good. Forty <laughs> <Apologize>. minutes. <laughs> so uh, my pre- I'm going to stand by my prediction that they brought Glenn back just to ease the audience into a sense of relief, and then he is going to meet a very uh, bloody demise by the end of this season. Mm. Well, we I know he's on borrowed time. I know that in the comics he I I don't know if I should spoil that or not, but. Anyways, in the in the comics, he isn't. Uh, he's not still there. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the end of this season, they will be introducing that big bad guy, the big bad uh, Negan, and uh, so I think a lot of death will happen after that. Mm. In the comics, that there was a whole war. There was a series of war comics where all these factions were at war for a while. So. If that happens in the show, that's going to be a wild time for a couple seasons, at least. Haven't they already talked about when the show is going to be shutting down? Shutting down? Yeah, didn't they say like they want to do like maybe two more seasons? Uh, I don't think so. I thought so. we heard about that. No, not that I've heard. Kirkman does have another show coming on, though? Hmm? Do you want them to carry on for, for much longer? Like, when's a good time for them to to finally uh, call it quits on the show without it getting tired. Never. <laughs> Never. I, it can keep going. It's still going in the comics and yeah, they keep different. coming up with new things. There, there's still a lot more to explore. I think they got to get out of uh, survival mode a little bit and get into like exploring like oh, how did the zombies come about? Is there going to be a cure? Can they find some sort of cure or something like that? Or they're going to get established at some point. There's still a lot more to explore, I think. But I think that the, the survival part is is getting a little tiring. Just uh, just always running and running and never, like you said, having a secure place to finally settle down, right? Yeah, you need to to move on. Like they got to, I don't know. They got like to get, the, get rid of Shelley Long and bring in 
Kirstie Alley or something like that, you know, revitalize the show a little bit. Well, I wish thing. they, I wish they figure out what's going on with the military and maybe bring that into, cause there's gotta be some form of government somewhere, right? Some military faction that's still from the quote unquote old world order where they're trying to, you know, well, didn't you learn all that in that uh, piece of garbage uh, spinoff show? Oh wait, no. You no, didn't, no. didn't watch, they didn't watch no. it anyway. So. The army ran away just like everybody else. Man. No, well, but I just mean after the fact that it, it, this has all happened, there's got to be some form of it where it started to rebuild or, you know, some forms or some semblance of what it used to be like, right? Mm. I'm sure they will explore that in Fear the Walking Dead. In the yeah, yeah. Season. yeah. Um, if you could sit through it, sit through that kid and his British accent slipping all over the place. Slipping and sliding. Come on, man. That's, I like that show. I loved savoring every moment of that show where I could see little hints of society falling apart and maybe coming back and then falling apart. Not an interesting character in that show. Give me one interesting character. One interesting character. Thank you. Next topic. <laughs> it. I look forward to seeing it. Okay. Are you watching the Jessica Jones at all? No. I'll tell, I'll tell you, it'd be easier to tell you what I'm watching than what I'm not watching. I'm watching Supergirl. Just wrapped up South Park. And uh, wrapped up The Walking Dead. That's pretty much it. I don't think there's anything else. No. The rest, rest of the time is... With a controller in your hand. Yeah, I'm I'm gaming. Yeah, more importantly, Kev, what's going on with Bill's Xbox? When can he have it? Um, will it be before Christmas? <laughs> no, it won't be before Christmas. Uh, I want to do a video on it on uh, how to how to mod an Xbox. So it's going to take me. Do a good one, because apparently I'm going to have to mod my own. So. Oh come on! I'll have to uh, follow your video. <laughs> well, Thanks, Kevin guys. picked up more work on Twitter too for modding Xboxes. What? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. He started advertising that he mods X Xboxes. And I know our all... friend, our friends over at uh, Haru OK said they'd check in with them and book a time. <laughs> I haven't heard anything yet, but I do work for original Xbox games. But they can't be EA sports games. got to be something a little, little better. What if I just threw you some cash? Uh, What's your time worth to you? Joe Cash. Joe, Joe Cash? I, you know what? I Just for a tour of that garage, I might do it. <laughs> Joe gives wanna, good back massages, too, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm into that. Uh, <laughs> I would like to see the Learjet, though. That's, I'm kind of curious about that. Hmm. Uh, maybe I'll just follow your video, then. Let me know when <laughs> it's up. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever make it down to the bridal path, so... <laughs> you wouldn't get past the gatehouse, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, where are you finding your original Xbox games? Because wherever I'm looking, man, the discs are scratched beyond high hope everywhere I look. Um, there is, well, the, there's, uh, I did a couple of trades. That, that helped. And uh, there's a place out in Peterborough called Chumley's. That's yeah. uh, really good, and they have all their discs right there in the in the cases, so you can check them out and all that. There's one um, up in Peterborough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's really good. We've been to <clears throat> there was one in Ottawa, and that one that one wasn't as good. Uh, this one's really good. They're re real reasonably priced. Like you can find uh, games for two, three, four dollars, and then they have some other ones that are because uh, there's a uh, Bill. What's that? Is there a Chumley's back in the farm where you live? Ah. <sighs> Well, there is one in Belleville and there is one in Kingston. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I'd be curious to check out the one in Peterborough because that's a lot closer to me, and uh, I just like it up there better. So, yeah, well, we should uh, we should go. Okay, right, let's go up. Yeah, I'm I'm always for that. It's a really I, good place. Uh, I just did an eBay buy, and I'm absolutely vomiting in my mouth at the exchange rate. Mm, yeah, and uh, I'm looking for some source. Well, obviously, I'm not looking for Xbox games, but this was a Super Nintendo game I just picked up. So, it's uh, yeah, it's very disgusting. These this exchange rate and import fees and all that bullshit. Yeah, how how are you going to do 
Super Nintendo for the one console challenge. I mean, <laughs> the games oh, yeah. are, are outrageous right now. Thanks for fandangling me into this one console I, challenge, too, we, by the way. We were busting balls. We didn't think you'd take it seriously. We, we, we don't think anyone's going to take what we say to heart. Jeez. <laughs> well, Bill and I have these heart-to-heart heart talks about uh, can't let these guys get the better of you. you got to show them <laughs> up. Uh, I don't know. Well, like I said, um, uh, I've never had the Super Nintendo before. Yeah. Just got it within the last uh, couple months, I think. Yeah. And uh, I literally have, one, I think, five games for it. So I'm going to start off with Castlevania 4, and then I'm going to play A Link to the Past. And then uh, after that point, it's just going to be a matter of uh, me picking games up here and there, I guess. I don't know. He's taking I mean, the I, challenge seriously. Doing it for real. Yeah, I I, I know, yeah. and I, I all like I commend him. I I seriously thought about doing the same thing, um, but I just looked at the prices of games, and I'm like, it's ridiculous to do this right now. And that's why I went with with um, Xbox because you can still find games for yeah. you know a reasonable well, price. It's know. ridiculous if you're going to do it the way that I'm doing it, where you're getting. Mint in box and as nice as you can get within reason, right? I'm not paying, uh, uh, you know, 500 bucks for one game just because there's not one single crease on the booklet. I can right. I can live with a crease or two within reason, but um, but even know, I, I still plan on doing maybe one or two games a month. But know. to me, even uh, a loose game, a loose uh, Super Nintendo game right now is just it's it's like the sports titles you go you go to you find a sports title at, at value village like probably one in in three months and they got a price there for t- for 10 bucks for for a loose you know nhl game or something it's ridiculous and even the stores around here their prices are crazy mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know i i i guess because i play a lot of games so i you know i constantly need that feed <laughs> of yeah. something coming i'm just in. trying to find places that i can pay in canadian dollars to be honest with you yeah well chumley's a couple, is... couple ebay sellers that do do that uh yeah. or you try to you try to wrangle up like uh you know if they're in our area in toronto you try to go for like a local pickup do a do the deal off of ebay yeah but uh yeah i'm all for those chumley's if you guys want to do a roundup there I don't know if they'll have complete in box games there. They do have a lot of loose Super Nintendo games, and they're reasonably priced. I mean, co- compared to what they're charging on eBay and that, you're still paying like, you know, probably five bucks for a sports title or whatever. And but and then they got you know maybe like, oh, uh, they might have like twenty five or thirty dollars sticker on something like Donkey Kong Country, and that's just for the cart. You know, there's no box or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. I almost bought a Super Nintendo yesterday. I got a lion on one on Kijij. Yeah. And uh, as you know, I don't really want one because I don't want to have to buy the games for it. But yeah. if one happens to fall in my lap at a crazy price, yeah, maybe. So yeah. this thing came up. It was for a town over, and it was a Super Nintendo. It, it might have been yellow. The picture wasn't very good. Uh, but it came with nine games, like three or four controllers and some light guns. And she wanted $75 for it. So, like I said, don't really want it. I don't mean to be a jerk, but if something good happens, I'll, you know. So I uh, contacted her and said, you know what? Uh, I'll give you $50 for that system. Wow, you started at 50? You didn't start at like a back I'm a reasonable person. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've I've heard. I'm a reasonable person. Three dollars for Hyperstone Heist, yeah. <laughs> Let me take this no. off this table for you. No, that was forty-three cents. Come on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Have a good so, day, sir. Um, and she had. I couldn't make out what all the games were. There were wasn't like uh, the big ticket games, but there was. I did see uh, Donkey Kong Country in there, amongst other things. Um, so. You know, I'd offer $50 and I'd be helping her out because I said I would take it that morning. She would have no hassle, wouldn't have to deal with these buyers. You know, the Kijiji people that don't respond and don't show up. The people that are going to spend $75? Yeah, screw that. I'd make her life easy. I'd give her $50 that she didn't have before and life would be pleasant for her. 
So I sent that offer off and uh, she wrote back to me that uh, she couldn't take that because she had already had like 10 people on her about it and two of them were even offering more money. Not surprised. Yeah. So people are like dying for this gear now. It's really hot. Yeah. That's the thing. As much as I complain about the prices and all that, I really can't blame the stores because people are going in and buying it. They're picking it up. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, anyways, Joe, what do you think? Uh, you've been uh, you've been uh, yammering on for a while now. Should we wrap this up? <laughs> you didn't even do, do an intro. intro. <laughs> I know. For Christ's sakes. Well, this is the special episode where it's only the extra. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's kill this one, and uh, I think we've. Uh, we filled our allotted time slot here. So as always, everyone, thanks again for tuning in. This was, uh, if I had said it at the start, STC Pod, episode number 63. Uh, you can find and follow us uh, on Twitter at STC Pod. That's the account that Bill handles for us. Check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. You can check out our website, www.stcpod.com. You can check out my blog at www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca where you can listen to my other podcast, Transformers and Beer. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash start to continue. We are now only found on Podbean, stcpod.podbean.com. Uh, please uh, like and follow us on iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave any kind of review you can on iTunes. Even one sentence would be appreciated. And you can check out uh, our blog, our podcast, along with many other great shows and write-ups on www.cartridgeclub.org. And uh, Kev, let the uh, wonderful listeners know where they can check you out. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're on Podbean as well. Just go to www.cartridgeclub.org. And Retro Fandango's there. Buried on Mars is there. Everything is is there. So you can find links to a bunch of other good uh, websites and or not websites, uh, videos and, and content creators and that, including STC Pod. So just head over there. Right on. I guess that's that. Uh, thanks for joining us, Kevin. Yeah. I, I'm the first recurring guest, right? Yeah. yeah. We're going to do You're the math again? I, I remember your, your, your second American guest ever. Listen. <laughs> Q-Dogs busted you on that. You know that what weird. it is? I, I, I talk to these people or follow their videos so much that they just end up all being Canadian to me. So it's like, unless right, I don't know right. you well, you're, you're American. Otherwise, if I know you or have been talking to you, yeah, you're Canadian. You're one of us. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wrap well, it up. We, we just wanted you to come on, man, be sitting in the third chair, the Jackie chair for us, and be another voice as we uh, – yeah. Wrapped up all these stories. Anyways, um, yeah, you want to do it for us, man? Sure. Post it and post it.